Hey, this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. Ooh, five. Mm. I mean, these things happen. They just, they just happen. Apparently, they happen many times in a row. Yeah, and that's that seems to be par for the course mm-hmm. right yeah. now. Yeah. I think this is a good excuse for all of us to buy new dice. Is basically that's where oh. I'm at. Mm. Yeah, smash cut to the shopping spree montage. <laughs> it's just all of us t- uh, breakfast at Tiffany style, looking in windows that are just full of dice. Ah, mm. eating a croissant, wearing <laughs> the huge glasses. Yes, yes please. <laughs> Rolling them, looking at them, like getting those like. Mm. Um, Oh, what are like, Those, like the, jewelers the, lenses? Thank you. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Putting it over the eye. Ah, this one has a great weight to it. Put it in the light. See mm. it. Mm. Can we like open a vault door into like a giant yes. swimming pool full of dice? Yes. Ah, they bring the them out on one of those velvet lined trays for sampling. <laughs> Ladies, they say, ah. We narrowly stopped Brittany from biting one. Like, oh, no, 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 no. That's, yeah, it's smash cuts. Of course, there's just music of the whole thing. So you just have to guess what we're all saying to each other. There's a big fight at some point. It just smash cuts right back to us being all happy and drinking like mimosas. There could be a really good cut of some kind from, like, dice falling in slow-mo to, like, ice cubes falling into a glass. Yes. That would be a good transition. And oh, my God, why aren't we doing shows? (laughs) Visual shows. <laughs> this is this is our like, visual show. It's just doing? us describing mm, a thing that definitely just, isn't happening. Mm. Yes, we're just painting the picture. Imagine if you will, right. friends and listeners. <laughs> just believe us. This is all happening. <laughs> and then at the end of the montage, it just ha. Ah, the music fades out, and it's all of us sighing and going, well, "Welcome back from your time in the forest, B." Mm, thank you. Oh shoot, I should have like twigs and leaves in my hair. <laughs> You've had this. them the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> We didn't want to say anything, honestly. Yeah. We thought maybe it was a statement. It's a cute look. And it was. It was, I don't need no fancy dice. And then I did need it's, fancy dice, apparently. <laughs> You've so. just bedazzled. Somehow all the fancy dice are now just like those layered necklaces on us and stuff. And then there's also be with leaves and twigs <laughs> in our hair. So we weren't able to discuss with you last week. Is there anything you wanted to uh, add about the previous episode? So there's a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, yes, absolutely. I was living with the fear bugs, as we just discussed. They mm-hmm. are a wonderful people, and I I think everyone should take a retreat with them oh. as uh, as you go along life. It's yeah. refreshing. It's transformative, mm. literally, which is what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, so Wild Shape, you guys touched on that for a second. It is oh, not yeah. quite a cantrip. Uh, you can only use it twice. Mm. Okay. So, like but no, <laughs> per, per <laughs> long rest, essentially. Okay. Um, so it's one of those, it's not going to be a party trick, but it can be if you don't think you're going to have a big battle, uh, gotcha. but it doesn't take up a spell slot. Okay. So, uh, okay. Okay. Just okay. wanted yeah. to. I mean, we could have that, that up. Push up my nerd not. glasses. I mean, you could have, but why would you? And I'm here to share it with you in these dulcet tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, yeah, the whole six month period. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right at the end, that was such <sighs> a good ending, and it was absolutely just that that dawning. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, realization. Yeah. And it, it goes to the sweetness of these boys. Mm-hmm. That they're like, oh, that's how much time he thought we'd need. <laughs> it totally does. No. And as we were saying, none of us even stopped and questioned it. Mm-hmm. He had filled out the syllabus, and that was just what they were going to do. 
Yeah. They were like, okay, right. It says here by week six, all right, we're going to, or by month six, we're going to have a war. <laughs> it was just so cute. And then, yeah, the fear of Bullock just been like, maybe that's how much time he needs. Yeah. Like, oh, boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Galaxy mind all over the place. So I just thought that was a great end to it to lead into this episode. Right. We end on one big like, ooh, realization and start off ah here on the precipice of something else great. Mm-hmm. Something huge and deep. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and this was so abrupt. Did anybody think that this was real for a second? I think I did. Just for a moment. I did too. Just, yeah, because it, it's not unheard of to just jump into the next big thing. It's surprising, yeah. but... Yeah definitely happens yeah i mean it seemed a little strange so i I think i i wondered whether it was maybe something not quite real or something was not quite right about it Mm -hmm. i guess not necessarily Mm -hmm. that it wasn't happening but that something seemed off from the beginning and i think like maybe the music kind of cued me to that a little the music yeah i for sure have the music here so good and extremely good yeah yeah I mean, it, it happened pretty quickly that you're like, oh, this must be a dream. Yeah. They certainly did not linger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so wild. <laughs> and it lends itself so perfectly into the story that Clint keeps like, beating I know. These yeah. Argo. Yeah. Right. Speaking of people who need new dice. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's also suddenly with us in the montage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wearing big shiny diamond dice earrings at the end. (laughs) Clint, you Mm -hmm. are cordially invited. Yes. (laughs) This montage. Come along with us. But yeah, I know you're right though that those, um, it's always beautiful when a good role or a really bad role Mm -hmm. like dovetails so beautifully into the narrative and having him get all of these really low numbers when we know like the real world equivalent of wisdom, like his kind of psyche is not doing so well right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's affected. Mm-hmm. The universe provides, you guys. It does. <laughs> and this was a very, I gotta say, spicy edition. Like, to suddenly mm-hmm. have this mm-hmm. go from being like, okay, a dream of you and your buds, approaching the thing that everybody's kind of uncertain of, the god sarcasm, the way it played out of, oh, Argo, you're about to trip. Oh, you grab onto Fitzroy. Oh, all of a sudden, you've stabbed him through the chest. Mm, yeah. You know how that goes sometimes. You know... <laughs> And then not only that, he goes over the edge and then he slices the fear bulk's throat. Uh, what yeah. did the fear bulk ever do to you? He was going to retaliate, you know. Uh, that was mm. the captain of Thundermen. Well, he was going to say something. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was just going to be harsh words, but. Yeah, but, that wow. is true. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> he liked you. He always liked you. He didn't like me. <laughs> he never liked me. <laughs> But Argo smiles then at the end. That's mm, what was so creepy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this one's going in the dream journal, you guys. <laughs> Wake up horrified, write it down. Yeah, I thought when it started he was going to just fall in and that that was going to be, you oh. know, like sort of a symbolic yeah. something like that of him sort of losing mm-hmm. control Ooh. and that that was all that it was going to be. And then, it, you know, this was a hard right turn into some violence, the but flavor. it had a lot of impact, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you have that harsh, and I, I, I don't think harsh is the right word, but that's kind of how it felt with the change of music. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up, and now it's like the sweetest, <sighs> pretty video game music of Daytime. just, ah, yeah. morning. Mm. Music whiplash. Yeah. I liked that as a transition, though, because I think yes. that the, the contrast oh, made it creepier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and especially mm-hmm. anytime you use that glitchy sort of music, then it's, it's just lending itself to being like, oh, this is wrong. Something's real messed up here. Mm-hmm. Right. 
but then you open your eyes and it's a lovely new day. Aww. But, oh, where's your friend? Fearbulk's not here. After <laughs> listening for Fitzroy and peering <laughs> into his door. Listening for bleeding. <laughs> listening for bleeding first. <laughs> listening I just for... want to see if he's bleeding real quick. <laughs> Can I hear him bleeding out in the next room? I need you to tell me. You're supposed to put a sock on the door if you're bleeding out in the next room. <laughs> oh, That's the signal. Yes. Be polite. Let people know. (laughs) Also, Griffin, you can't pocket a nat 20. Come on. I I stand by him. I applaud his his initiative. I like like his panache at going after it. And I was surprised that Travis... Well, I'm not too surprised that Travis gave it to him because Travis is a kind of benevolent DM. He is. You know, sometimes you have to ask for things. That's true. You know, you just have to ask Mm -hmm. and maybe you get them. You'll never know if you don't ask. Or you just take it. Bingo. There it is. I'm going with that one. Which um, is essentially what Griffin did too. And it turns out Fitzroy is also not in his room. But there is a note on the table waiting for mm-hmm. her go. Get ready. And essentially it says you looked cute sleeping so we didn't want to wake you up. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> now get your shorts. Get your climbing shoes. We're going rappelling. I do love that he keeps calling it a climbing adventure. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let me let me dress this up so my friends aren't scared. I don't want to scare so them. Sweet. I keep picturing him in one of those like alpinist hats with the little feathers. <gasps> yes. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> Some little like lederhosen shorts, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but nevertheless, he does wake up to an empty room after such a jarring dream, too. Yeah. Yeah. To have your friends be gone. Yeah. Not really know where they are, just a little note. Yeah, and, and that kind of stuff always leaves space for the bad thoughts to get in, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. bad whispering voices, yeah. in this case. Oof. Oof. The last thing any of us need. I mean, that's that's kind of everyone's inner monologue, I think. It really maybe, is. Maybe I shouldn't generalize and say that. Maybe no, it's not I, for everybody. I mean, that'd be awesome if you've never had that voice, but I'm pretty yeah. sure everyone's had it at least once. Yeah. At least once. And then, of course, made worse by the fact that, like, there is a thing actively working in his mind to mm-hmm. exemplify mm-hmm. these thoughts and feelings of this idea that, oh, they think you slow them down, so they've left you behind. Yeah. Right. Preying on his existing insecurities. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But you guys, mm-hmm. I do want everyone to realize Travis just gave us an amazing tool. Because mm. again, most of us have had this inner voice. I'm going to go deep for a minute, like the chasm. Okay. Most of us <laughs> have had that little voice. It's like, oh, they left because they don't like you, or oh, you know, you yeah. slow them down. All that is, is a bad role and possibly a demon prince living in your brain. Oh my God. There it is. Everybody. So anytime you have that little voice, think to yourself, fuck off, Gray. Right. Just get out or get out your D20 that you should carry with you all the time. Roll again. Just give it another good shot. Advice. Give it another go. Very good advice. Maybe you'll get I that love it. 20. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you, B. That's lovely. That's a uh, romancing the zone from us to you. This is what I'm here for. This is what I learned from the fear bugs, you guys. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, They're so wise. Oh, hello, Derek. Also with little twigs in your hair. (laughs) He's got a little flower in front of his ear. Love that, Derek. That's a good look. It is. Derek's always known how to keep Gray away, huh, Derek? (laughs) Well, and you know who else could really use that advice right now is poor Sabor. Yeah, Fearball goes to go check on him. And he's been distracted by his own nightmares. So this is clearly yeah. a thing that is like going around. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like poor Argo, he went through hell, literally. Yeah. But Sabor, I mean, that was a mind control spell and that's definitely bad, but it wasn't even for that long. And it seems to right. have had a really negative effect on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So then it also makes you go, well, you know, what of poor Susan and our skeleton crew is mm-hmm. like, are all of them? Anybody who's Ooh. been in any sort of immediate contact with Gray and his bullshit is like mm-hmm. having just terrible nightmares and whatnot. Yeah. I would love to know that more, but I do wonder if, if he is very pointed and like, Sabor is a knowledge vessel. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I mess with him enough, whereas like they're not going to go to our beautiful <laughs> skeletons or the bear <laughs> to try to get more information on. <laughs> him susan is a font of knowledge (laughs) she probably is she's like i don't know why people don't talk to me more about these things she had the answer from the beginning (laughs) go check in with her no that's a good point that like gray's influence primarily seems to be to make people just doubt themselves and the things that they know to be true because sabor is very much like not just upset, but doesn't think that this is going to work, that maybe Gray is too strong and that they're they're yeah. going to ultimately fail. So, I mean, shaking him from being the one who's trying to figure out how they're going to fight Gray. I mean, yeah. You're right that he is an important part of their plan. And if they can rattle him so that he doesn't find the weaknesses that they need, um, mm-hmm. right. that's a problem. Well, I liked how he had talked about how normally information is the greatest weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. he's worried that he knows too much and that there's nothing they can do to stop Gray. Right. But then he turns it around and says, but I don't know if those are even true feelings Mm. or something that's been implanted. Like, it was a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that is the conversation you're going to get from Sabor specifically because he is very thoughtful and sometimes those are the people who will try to think three steps ahead and really they're kind of just Mm -hmm. putting themselves in circles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it also goes to show that of everybody that Gray could have taken for his little uh, dungeon crawl experiment, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. he chose Sabor, who, yes, is now affected by him in some way. And you're right, knowledge is usually a great weapon, but now is it compromised? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to affecting Argo. Argo can potentially break apart the Thundermen LLC. Sabor is part of the Unbroken Chain. He mm-hmm. is influential. He knows so much. He's a solid fixture at the school. Mm-hmm. What else can he break down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know in the past, and I do think we're kind of right, we had like kind of painted Gray as this (laughs) teenager. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like this kind of like, I'm not getting the attention I need. (laughs) But now, (laughs) when Saber tried to turn it around, it was like, oh, he's actually much more powerful. Again, it is that thought of, is that the teenager putting in his mind like, oh, I'm so great, I'm so big, there's no way, (laughs) versus he actually is more powerful than we are now painting him as. See, now you're the one in circles. Exactly. (laughs) Uh Well, he certainly has gone after maybe the two people who could have gotten his number, right? Because Mm -hmm. the person who has access to the knowledge who might be able to sort of figure out what he's really about and what he needs these six months for and they're rogue yeah. like the person whose job it is to like in the act of being sneaky like steal things and yeah. find things out so like maybe the two people who are best qualified to penetrate what his ulterior motives are mm-hmm. and those are the two people he's gone after yeah it is a big question still of how much of this is now him putting on a front and how much of it is him possibly wanting it to seem like he's putting on a front mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know we know they know we know mm-hmm. <laughs> a classic case. Regardless, how are we going to get these weapons? We're going to need like the actual physical weapons. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now that we know knowledge is not the weapon we thought it was, mm-hmm. pen is not mightier than the sword. They need the <laughs> actual it. sword. Right. <laughs> 
Like, these are all still good. Keep them in your back pocket. However, there are actual weapons we need. And the suggested, right, You how do you get them? Subterfuge. And mm-hmm. Fearbold might not be great at it, but he is rolling with some straight thieves. So <laughs> there's a possibility here. So that's coming from Sabor being like, I don't know, just take them. <laughs> Y'all good at stealing? I've seen Sometimes. those boys of yours. I, I've kept an eye on them here in this library, he says. Ooh, Tell cool. Fitzroy I want my that special quill bag. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Fitz, he's also going to go check in with one of his instructors. And it's somebody we've been hoping to see oh, again soon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why is Festo getting out of the bath? Why not? <laughs> Why did that have to be a thing? It absolutely had to be a thing. I, I mean, and I, every time <laughs> Festo appears, I'm just picturing, like, his name exploding in confetti oh, above him. Sorry, their name. There you go. I just winked at you. You couldn't see it, but it <laughs> happened. Even though it took Travis a second to get into the Festa voice, we oh knew it my was. Gosh. We knew it was Festa. <laughs> yes. I see. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I was a little ah. nervous. Oh, no. I was like, is Festo an imposter? You never know. Is that this, is fair. Is this real life? Is this just fantasy? Is we don't know. Is this the true Festo? Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of brain messing around mm-hmm. in this episode, in this whole arc. Mm-hmm. What is the truth? I mean, that's the ultimate question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The truth is that, that Fitz knows how to enter a rave, even if there isn't one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They definitely have to party at some point. Festo parties with damn near everybody. Mm-hmm. We do learn very some important things here. One, mm-hmm. Festo parties with Rainier's dad. Great. <laughs> Two, Festo was not partied with Chaos because shock and amazement, nobody's been partying with Chaos. Nobody's not, not seen for them centuries. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Snippers is not the source of all magic. That's also we did uh, also important learn that. factoid. I mean, yes, was, or mm-hmm. did we? Mm-hmm. Again, secrets and lies. Subterfuge. <laughs> yeah, Snippers may or may not be the source of all magic in this world. But the other <laughs> important thing that we get from this bit is we are reminded w- that Festo told Fitzroy to learn to love his magic. Mm-hmm. And one, that might be a little difficult if it stems from chaos. But two, does it stem from chaos? Because we called it, mm-hmm. why was he able to use his magic in the crypt? Yes! Air horns in the background because we did in fact bring that up. <laughs> I did scream in my notes. Ah, and you're right. <laughs> And yeah, is it within him all along? Is he a vessel for chaos itself? Was the magic just a part of your belief? Mm-hmm. Was chaos lying to him this entire time? Or maybe chaos and Grey are both afraid of Fitz and they don't know oh. where his magic comes from? A lot of possibilities. Right. Is Fitz is, a new god is Fitz... and doesn't know it? <laughs> is Fitz god? <laughs> question mark. Okay, put it on the board under <laughs> just god question mark? Presumably a party god. Mm. Do not ever let him see this board. <laughs> I wrote down Fitz does have a habit of pissing people off, but I'm not sure what it was in response to. <laughs> it uh, is accurate. I also but... wrote that. I think that he says, or Fisto, Festo says it to him, Fisto. Uh-huh. <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> I would say <laughs> Fisto is a different person who shows up to the raves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fisto's the original voice, or oh, the first the, voice that yes. oh, Travis boy. had for That's who that was, for that's them. who that was. <clears throat> but some other confirmed wizards in this world are, of course, Borat and Clint McElroy, who is apparently <laughs> Fisto's dad. <laughs> I think it's time. Yeah. It's time for the McElroy multiverse. We have discussed that as well, uh-huh. as I recall. Mm-hmm. At last, we are putting a name to it. It is the Clinteris. And, uh... No, it absolutely isn't. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm also against this. I'm with Griffin, though. I saw that poll. The, the numbers speak for themselves. <laughs> 
regardless, it was at least addressed and then immediately confirmed and then immediately shut back down. So still a question mark there. <laughs> I'll put it back on the murder board. Mm, thank you. But before they move on to the next scene, uh, it's really important that fictional characters all must use the bathroom before you leave. Sure. Or I will turn this RPG, this podcast, I will turn everything around <laughs> and we will go back. You cannot go spelunking without using the bathroom first. Sure. All of these boys. I mean, it's just part of preparing. Like, we're going on a climbing adventure. We've been Mm -hmm. saying it. So, you know, it's just part of it. There are no porta potties of the God's Carcasm. We actually don't know that because it's fairly unexplored. (laughs) Right? Or it's just believed to be unexplored. This is another, like, okay, listen. There could be McDonald's (laughs) at the bottom for all we know at this point. (laughs) Exactly. visuals are great <laughs> just um, imagine going through the mist and then wait a minute I, I, golden arches <laughs> the dream of anyone on a long car ride ah uh, <laughs> oh, we're saved and on their car ride aka the walk over to the god scar chasm mm-hmm. apparently is very close by it's not mm-hmm. that bad um argo does kind of ask why didn't you wake me up and again they're like you were looking cute also you were like air stabbing so we didn't want to do that <laughs> But more importantly, we got to do some fashion talk. Did everybody prep their gear with the climbing bonuses like in Breath of the Wild? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. And mm-hmm. we get to now add short shorts onto the uh, the look for all of these boys. Where I would argue shorts, not great for climbing. Y'all should have leggings. I also thought that. But obviously yeah. the fashion is more important here. Protect that delicate leg skin. <laughs> I mean, I sort of wondered if the if the fear bug was wearing a tunic before, if they were kind of concerned about climbing down and, uh, you know, like having- the upskirt shot maybe was a concern. <laughs> and that was why they requested shorts. So you're thinking like Link to the Past Link with the tunic and no pants. You're thinking yeah. like Little yeah. Link in Ocarina of Time, tunic, no pants. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Mm. I see. Classic look. And now instead they all show up with either their lederhosen and short shorts or their crop tops and shorts. If they have the lederhosen and shorts, they must have the hat. Oh, definitely. Fitz hat. definitely yeah. has the hat. Like there is a there is a hundred percent chance that he is <laughs> oh, he has kitted himself out completely <laughs> and, and assumes that the hat is somehow necessary to climbing, even though they're not actually planning to climb. It has a climbing stat bonus, right? yeah. Well, and maybe the look is lederhosen still, but then crop top under it instead of the traditional shirt that is worn there, and then mm. the alp- alpinist hat on top. Mm-hmm. That could be powerful. Mm-hmm. Crop top with mm-hmm. suspenders is a look, for sure. It very much is. I Well, I guess it wasn't with suspenders. I've worn a crop top and uh, like overalls before. Hmm. Very 80s. <laughs> but you know who else is enjoying this new breezy lifestyle is the fear bulb. So... <laughs> You know, he's liking these shorts. He's liking the way they feel. We're all liking the way it looks. Mm-hmm. What do we think he fashioned these shorts out of? I, I did wonder that. I just assume leaves every time. Yeah, that was kind of where mm. I was going. You can get like a really thin bark off of certain trees that, that mm. you can shape, but that, that seems like it would be practical. Bark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Unless he's like woven his own cloth, maybe. I feel like he's a lot. Like, it could I feel be like... made out of grass, woven mm. grass. Hmm. Maybe maybe he has stolen the curtains in their dorm room oh. to use. It's a very enchanted moment. You look up, mm-hmm. there's just a pair of shorts cut out from <laughs> the the curtains. It doesn't make enchanted. Any sense. The sound of music and the Grinch. Classic. <laughs> maybe they're what inspired him. Yeah, but nobody asks the Fearbulk what his shorts are actually made out of because they <laughs> have to ask the really important. Qu- as long as he has shorts, they have more important <laughs> questions like, has anybody brought brought Gorp? 
first fashion, second snacks, in that order. And classic Argo does not have any gorp, but he does have jerky, so... This was kind of neat move because I feel like this came about very organically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like there was no push for it. It's just them talking yes. about just bring the gore. Oh, no, I brought my jerky. Well, you know, you can't Jerky's always bring the, the jerky. Only thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then with Travis kind of jumping in and being like, okay, perfect, roll. Yes. Like that was you a have catch. to roll to see how you react to this. I was like, yes, always, always with that good DD shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he makes it oh, for the first time. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like he, he, Gets that pang of it, of like, mm, they're, like, they're oh, talking they bad about my jerky. Like, yeah. well, I can't do anything right. And it's like, oh, whatever. Like, just let it go. Right. Yeah. Like, we all do. I wonder what would have happened if he'd rolled badly again in that oh, moment. Nice. If he would have just, you know, chucked the jerky into the chasm or refused to let them have it. Or Ooh. what would have Ooh. happened? Yeah. A little Throw bit of a right fight. in Fitz's face. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a scuffle. Yeah, a little bit of a boy fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm telling you. I could you, watch that. The flavor of this episode. Ah, there's so much. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Delicious. Much like, <laughs> like the jerky. Gorp, the jerky. <laughs> <laughs> We're covered on snacks because they don't know yet that there is a McDonald's at the bottom of this cabin. <laughs> That's still in the in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still lost in the mist. It's fine. Well, and you know, the other thing that they haven't asked the Fearbulg about really is what maybe happened with his clan. And I like that Griffin was like, Fitzroy wouldn't because mm-hmm. he tried once and Fearbulg wasn't having it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not that he was like a dick about it, but he just wasn't ready to share. Yeah. So Fitzroy thought it was would private. not have yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And if you know someone like, oh, they're probably going to want to play that close to their chest or yeah. like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to read the situation mm-hmm. and not ask about it right now it doesn't mean i don't care yeah but maybe sometimes it's okay to do what argo did which was ask him Mm -hmm. about it but Mm -hmm. not with the implication that he had to answer yeah so that somebody knows you care (laughs) but you don't have to say anything yeah, and I like even how the Fearbulg responded with a uh, thank you for asking. So it shows you that, like, it makes sense where Fitzroy's coming from, that he mm-hmm. wouldn't want to continue to pry. But at the same time, it can be nice, even if you're not ready to answer, to have your friends still ask and check mm-hmm. in and see mm-hmm. if you're ready to. But no, he's not. It's not. It is really just a bevy of important questions in this conversation because they also bring up whether or not they're even still going to classes, <laughs> which I think we had wondered about Our at some even point. Happening. Is this yeah. happening? Right. Mm-hmm. It is classic, like, shows or movies about kids in school where eventually you're just like, you guys are never in class. Mm-hmm. It is always hallway chat time <laughs> over at Bayside. <laughs> we just keep ending up in Saved by the Bell. I mean, that's the heart wants what it wants. Mm, fair. There's a lot of independent study credits here that they're getting. Yes. You know. You know what? It's a little bit of hand waving, but that's okay. It, it it makes sense enough in the context of the story that these teachers at least are aware that these boys are working on something a little big. And even mm-hmm. if a teacher you might think like, oh, this owl teacher doesn't know, maybe then another teacher could be like, oh, uh, yeah, Fearbulg's got some stuff he's dealing with. Yeah. We're doing mm-hmm. an independent study with him. Don't worry about it. I'll vouch for him. Yeah. Well, and this is also a school where like your normal coursework is, hey, go kill some giant spiders or something. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like they right. were sitting around reading Jane Eyre to begin with. So it was probably easier <laughs> to kind of cover for what they were doing. Sure. That's mm-hmm. true. Well, and add on to that, that the headmaster yeah. is Hieronymus, who mm. absolutely knows exactly what's going on. Yes. And is actually, what uh, was that? What? 
Was that, was that in the distance? He is waiting for them dejectedly at the uh. edge of the chasm. And not quite waiting for them, but just, it is kind of funny that it could be them skipping class to go to the oh, place. Oh, shoot. Shoot, shoot, cheese it. It's the headmaster. <laughs> and and we do know that he didn't know that they were going to necessarily be here. Mm-hmm. And of course, the boys didn't know that he was going to be here. Fitz wisely checks to see if it's him because mm. on top of the fact that they've gotten permission essentially from the headmaster, there might still be two headmasters running around. Yeah. And both of them do know about the war. So there is that. Can you imagine like the owl teacher does go to Gray Hieronymus and is like, um, the fear bulk. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, he's fine. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. But also sweet dreams. And the owl teacher's like, what? Ah. <laughs> exactly. But this is our real Hieronymus, who is much less happy now that he is no longer a duck. Yeah. He's the real Hieronymus dealing with some very real feelings yeah. at this point about sort of his inadequacy, I guess, or just uncertainty um, about sure. uh, about any of this. Mm-hmm. And he knows like he should explore the chasm and try and figure out what's going on, but he's too scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a big deal when you are like a big, brave hero that everybody has loved for centuries. Mm-hmm. Gray really gets to people one way or another. Oh, he really does. Uh-huh. He is a mean girl. Like, he is trying to, you know, they do the thing. Everybody gathers up at lunch, and they're like, who has been personally victimized by Grey? And everybody <laughs> raises their hand. We all know it. Including oh us gosh. and then someone else. You don't even yes. go here. <laughs> there you go. That's how our OCs are found out. Oh, shoot. We snuck in. Hmm. Well, and then not only is Grey affecting people kind of directly in their dreams and their relationships, but also the fact that, like, and we don't even know if this is a thing necessarily to do with Grey, but, like, even this Mm -hmm. God's Garcasm, Mm -hmm. we learn a little bit more about the fact that, like, people know it's here, but it's almost got... If anybody read American Gods, it's like the forgettable God, where, Mm. like, you see him, you talk to him, he tells you his name, and then you look away and you go, wait, what? And you don't remember Mm -hmm. anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like there's an idea of a memory there, but you can't quite latch onto it. That's apparently what this chasm does, whereas these three boys have been able to focus on it and fixate on Mm -hmm. it. It was a real dilemma for the the new tourism board, that they just could not get anybody (laughs) interested in this chasm, including themselves. Right. They'd mm-hmm. be like, what was I supposed to do? I don't know. Let's go back over to H2O. That was fun. The fantasy version. <laughs> <laughs> but even though they can't really convince anybody else completely like to, to pay attention to this chasm, they've kind yeah. of maybe broken through a little bit that somehow it's important or that maybe it hadn't been there. So maybe yeah. maybe that's going to help them in the future that they've kind of put a crack in whatever it is yes. that's protecting the chasm. But in the meantime... Crack in the chasm. Crack Amazing. Chasm. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's a real crack on a crack situation, but <laughs> but even though Hero's not going to come with them and explore because he's scared, they have yeah. another plan for him, which is good. Yes. They have they have hatched a plan that he and Althea mm-hmm. can be the ones to try to handle the hog and get these weapons that they need. Yes. yes. And jumping out, them going into table talk. Uh, I was, again, like thank you. Yes. Thank you for a great idea. playing the game. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm always going to advocate for, like, actually playing D&D. <laughs> but, yeah, like, jumping out, table talk, making plans and being like, okay, he's clearly not up to fight, but he's still good to us mm-hmm. in this way that we can't ask Gray to go and hang out at the Hog. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if you lie and tell him you're going somebody somewhere else and then he learns you're going to the Hog, oh. Oh, he'll be so pissed. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love that he's canonically mother-hunting them. Like, yes. that is the term. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> 
It's just a shot Thank of, you. like, Gray in his office, just, like, reading a comic book. Fitzroy leans in the doorway. Hey, um, I'm going to go down to the convenience store with uh, Argo and Fearbulk. Is that okay? <laughs> yes. Just be back in under an hour and a half. Okay, bye. He flips over a timer. All right. <laughs> I'm watching the clock. Don't be late. He's threatening to take <laughs> away their fantasy video games if they're a few no. minutes late. Mm-hmm. We were going to Make play- sure they drink enough water. <laughs> He starts getting confused of like how much of this is just him watching where they're going and how much is like him actually ha- caring for them. Wait a minute, <laughs> this is their sitcom now. Yeah, if it's not even going to be a fight, he's like, I just I love you guys so much. Gonna, you boys like, do that big hug with the sad or pretty um, Full House music in the background. <laughs> the real war was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> A That's war of it. feelings. I love Travis, it. we've figured out your ending. <laughs> we figured it out. I'm just going to take away the whole murder board and write that down. We're done. You just drew Bye. a beautiful, quick picture of all of them hugging. Um, <laughs> yeah, table talk was a great idea with what they came up with. And it's perfect for Hero, too, because he, similarly to Higgs, is now moving with a purpose. Like, mm-hmm, he seems mm-hmm. like he needed to be set on a course. And now he knows, okay, I'm going to go grab Althea and see what we can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be so good for his brain. Yeah. You just got to have some sort of focus. Have some target you're aiming towards. Because as he even says, like, once upon a time, it would be unthinkable to him to let three young men go in his stead adventuring into an unknown chasm. But he just doesn't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. Whatever he's been through, whatever is still affecting him, whatever he needs to work through, it can't be this yet. And I want to say, owning up to what you're not able to do yet is a strength in and of itself. Good, Good job, yes. Hieronymus. So if you're all sitting around staring into a chasm right now, mm-hmm. it's okay to just give some kids a climbing potion and, <laughs> and move on with your life. What? <laughs> We've lost Brittany. She's gone. Griffin slash Fitzroy's response to the climbing potion was so good, and they just kind of glazed right oh, over it. Just right oh my gosh! Does I have this climbing potion? Does that help? No, it's not sharp enough to break into the rock. <laughs> I laughed so hard. They skimmed right past it, but it was also so perfect because the way Clint as Argo immediately responded of "No, hey, wait, no, hold on," and like because you see it all happening in the moment, like "Oh yeah, Fitzroy's right. Wait, no, he's not. No, let me." <laughs> I will take this. (laughs) It's so cute. I just love these idiots. Oh, it's so good. Argo is their potion boy. I'm sure that's going to come in handy. Ah. Mm-hmm. So much because they do finally get to the realization that yes, even if we can feather fall oh. down, which we skimmed past, <laughs> Fitzroy hurling himself out of a window of, Fitz, so. of Festo's office. <laughs> so we do know that this uh, feather fall works. They still need a way to get back out, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. I I do think Travis was so patient We're with just that. Waiting. Just waiting. <laughs> Come on, they'll get there. Maybe. Maybe. There it is. <laughs> and I do want to say, this is another like callback to balance because there are just these little moments. Trav jokes. He says, oh, we live at the bottom of this chasm now, which is something Magna says almost exactly when they fall into the well mm-hmm. at like the start of balance. Well, we, yeah. we live at the bottom of this well now. <laughs> that was my uh, my real entry point for loving the adventure zone was that line specifically. Oh. I remember that exact moment. <laughs> uh, little A little taste of it once again, which is I'm sure a thing that Trav didn't even know he was doing. But mm-hmm. I very much appreciated it. And I love learning that tidbit about you, Anne. <laughs> we can do a special episode where we all just discuss our intro and the moments Ooh. we're like, ah, this was it. I love that. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
We're in. <laughs> well, and as we apparently are all about to dive back into the beginning, we uh, actually find ourselves back at the beginning where we started this episode. Uh, the flavor. Oh, it was so good. And I wonder if Griffin remembered to use his D20 or his 20, his nat 20. There we yeah. go. Backwards. Um, or if he just rolled another one. Mm, good question. I assumed he had used the holdover, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just, I, because I, no one brought it up. Yeah, right. that's true. And, you know, maybe they did and they edited it out. I don't think they would do that. So I really just had to take that second and be like, is that his holdover? Or is it just that Fitz is going to get in at 20 yeah. at this point? Mm. Which is kind of telling because I feel like Argo gets the same role too. He does, yeah. He gets another zero Ooh. on wisdom. Mm-hmm. Wild if both of those Whoa. were just redos and they rolled Did the exact they same prophesize? <laughs> they knew the whole dream was meant to come true. Uh, Travis is actually controlling reality, apparently. Whoa, whoa! If that were Travis. the case, I feel like we would be having a lot more fun all the time. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> also, Trav, if you do have any sway, can you just make twenty twenty like stop for yeah, like yeah, just stop. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Or just speed us through to 21. Mm, yeah. Let us give us a good, a hard reset. It'd be nice. Ah, there you go. Uh, but like in the dream, this does start playing out similarly. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. girls, this is delicious. Mm. It's a good thing that the Fearbog in this version, in the actual reality, kind of yeah. caught that stabby glean in his eye before he could do anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, ooh, and Fitzroy being able to perceive it happening, mm-hmm. but not do anything to avoid it. Uh, uh, yeah, the flavor. It is perfectly seasoned. Mm. Thank you. Should we be worried about how much we're enjoying this? I don't know, but we are. Uh, <laughs> I'm living. I refuse to feel bad about it. And even then, like, because all of it plays together so perfectly. It's the fact that Fitzroy sees him. It's the fact that the Fearbulk's able to catch him. And you know that then the fallout of this scene is what angsty fix are made of. Mm-hmm. Because immediately <laughs> Fitzroy's like, all right, Argo, we got to talk. What the hell yeah. is happening? Mm. And Argo trying to rationalize his uh, actions. Uh, and But doesn't know if that was he really what he was doing. Like Finally, again, yes. Again, really good. Yeah. The way these boys all play their characters is just inspired. It's impressive. Mm -hmm. I I believe what they're selling me. Mm. What I really love, it's good character play. Mm -hmm. It's good gameplay, too. It's not just we're telling a story. It is we're telling a story through a game that we have to roll dice and react to what those tell us, too. Yes. And the fact that they are able to do it so seamlessly Mm -hmm. is just, like you said, it's inspired. It's very, very good. Yeah. If anyone gets to play D&D yes. right now, invite me into your group. <laughs> B is looking for a group actively. Yes. Desperately. Yeah, I mean, they, they have a really a really good segue here um, and a good balance between the roles and, like, the actual D&D actions and then things that yeah. make sense in the course of the story that Argo rolls badly. Mm-hmm. He gets caught. He's trying to sort of justify what he's doing. The Fearball uses a whole person on him because Ooh. Fitz wants to do this mm-hmm. mind probe and it's clear he's not going to consent to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that then, influence won't let him. Yeah, yeah, and then Argo getting another bad role as this is happening. Yeah, yeah, this time uh-huh. it was good. And the, the immediate thoughts he gets that Fitzroy gets from Argo are weak and help me. Uh, Poor Argo. Yeah, it's good confirmation that indeed whatever's happening with Argo isn't 
whatever he's been saying mm-hmm. is being influenced in some way. The fact that he gets into this part of his mind and he sees his friend asking him for help. Like, yeah. thank mm-hmm. you for being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gray's goal here wasn't just to kind of split them apart, like yeah. in, in a really literal sense of like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have Argos try and try and kill Fitz. It, it wasn't just that. It was trying to isolate them um, and trying right. to separate them. And it's, you know, poor Argo yeah. who was taking the brunt of that, of being put in a position where he couldn't even ask for help. Right. And like, and I know it's just kind of like how the cards fell, but it's of all the characters to have this effect, Argo was the perfect one mm. because he already had, well, you know what? That actually makes me wonder because we already knew there was like a little hint of jealousy from Argo regarding Fitzroy and Fearbolg. So I'm like, oh, if it had somehow been Fearbolg, he attacked, what would it not be jealousy? Would it be mm. maybe, you know, some other emotion that Grey would have affected, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. But for what it's worth, this was the exact thing. He he saw Argo, he saw him coming and was like, I know exactly what to do here. Mm-hmm. But now Fitzroy's here and he's not fucking having it. <laughs> he goes further into Argo's mind and sees, oh yes, there he is. That old uh, dick, <laughs> Grey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we knew Grey was in his head. We didn't know that, you know, he was pretty literally was in, in his, his head. head. Yeah. yeah. Here. Oof. And I like that Fitzroy's immediate first reaction is to one hit him Mm -hmm. and then two tell him to stop cheating Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh which takes us back to the whole like god they're just teenagers fighting yeah Yeah. Mm. but it's not just like teens scrapping because fitzroy does was it was thunder wave right he does i think so he does a spell and i mean you could argue like well it's kind of a um it's a representation of what that would be it's not really literally like his magic working inside of argo's head which would be bizarre but it's still his power versus gray's power and he knocks yeah. gray back again yeah he sure does this is the second time he's had the upper hand on gray and mm-hmm. the second time it's taken gray by total surprise mm-hmm. that's it uh-huh in the same way Sabor was saying, you know, Grey might be more powerful than we think he is, Fitz is absolutely mm. more powerful than Grey had anticipated. Mm-hmm. Yes. And once again, he he runs away as a way of dealing with it. Grey is not great at facing his problems. He's, He's really, really not. not. <laughs> I do think. Okay. Back in... So we've got... Excuse me. These little Grey cells in everyone's head. <laughs> So we've got it in Argo, quite literally. And now we've got Sabor. Sorry, I'm going to bring that back up. I really do think that it is Grey in Sabor's head being like, but I'm the best. Mm -hmm. But I'm so good. Like, Mm. with this dude running away every time he's faced with something that he doesn't know what to deal with immediately. Uh Come on. Uh Yeah. Wait, so you... on the board. So you're saying... I'm saying he is not as powerful as Sabor thinks he is. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Sabor was saying. Gosh, this is going to get very... I've got like an algebraic equation up on the board right now. <laughs> and I'm like... We're sitting my, on like, the long floor. pointer. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's, it's that idea that Sabor was saying he has too much knowledge now and is essentially afraid of Grey. Mm. Uh-huh. And thinking there's no way we can beat him. Uh-huh. But didn't know if that was the influence of Grey making him think Got that. Got it. And I think that he is correct in that, that it is the influence of Grey making him think that, that we are right and he is not this all-powerful... Got it. ...has everything together situation. Yeah. He needs six months to get his stuff together. He runs away every time Somebody's he's... gonna kick uh, his ass. Yeah. And so I really think... I think we hit the nail on the head. Yeah. He's, he's a lot of, I think he's a lot of bark and no bite. Although the question remains whether or not there's a reason for that. And that's also yeah. why he wants the time. 
that this may not invariably be true. Well, that's what I'm wondering, too. What if he's buying the time for somebody else? Oh, gee. Right? Okay. Mm. Let me add an X up here to that equation. Okay. I am going to put one of those shadowy, like, stranger danger pictures with, like, a guy <laughs> in the hat and just the glowing <laughs> eyes up there, just as a maybe. A little neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just as a possibility that there might be somebody else that Gray is working for, working with, looking out for. Mm-hmm. 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 But uh, for now, yeah, turn around and run. Nice try. Get out of my boy's head. Get out of here. Go on, get. Go on, get. (laughs) Get. (laughs) I don't want to see you around here no more, right? (laughs) All right. He's gone for now. For now. (laughs) Yeah, we admittedly don't know uh, whether or not he's kicked out completely or there's still kind of the doors open a crack. It seems there's still Mm. a lingering presence. Mm -hmm. Like you can still smell his like disgusting cologne. Yeah. (laughs) It is it is a little frightening to think that he has, you know, like a little backdoor exploit into people's heads that he could maybe use later against them when they least expect Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, I'm guessing it's a thing that you could get rid of completely, but at least for now, Fitzroy was able to knock out his immediate Mm -hmm. direct influence on, I'm guessing it's like specifically the, like the dream influence he had on Argo that has Mm -hmm. now been mended at Uh least a little bit. Yeah. I do bet though, it's going to be kind of a Sabor situation where he's going to have the scars of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's always going to kind of have that wonder of like, is this my thought? Is this someone else's? Well, and I thought it made sense when Clint was saying, oh, maybe, maybe Argo will be more equipped to deal with it if he has invasive thoughts that shouldn't belong to him. Yeah. Uh, But all the boys acted like that was a silly notion. And I was like, oh, that made sense to Mm -hmm. me. Like, if he knows. Mm -hmm. Because now he knows the two things we could walk away with. One, Fitzroy, that was hot. And two... Argo now knows for sure he has been messed around with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think knowing that something had happened and like acknowledging that and his friends knowing too will make it easier mm-hmm. for him to deal with in the future, yeah. even if Gray tries something again. Yeah. Agreed. I think the other boys knowing too helps. And I like that they had this moment where <laughs> very sweetly Fitzroy is like, listen, Fearbulg and I know you well enough. We knew that something was going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully this means that now all three of them can be more aware because we don't know what else Gray might do specifically with Argo or the other boys going forward. Yeah, they have to be on guard for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's a sneaky opponent. He is not Ugh. afraid to be sneaky and cheat. Exactly. Uh-huh. He's a cheater. He is deceptive. Pumpkin eater. He's a cheater, <laughs> cheater, pumpkin eater. And we only got so many pumpkins. <laughs> He's definitely a liar, liar, pants on fire because he is from a hell dimension. So I just and assume that pants. that's an ongoing problem. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hold on. No. Mm-hmm. Now he's mm-hmm. got a pair of pants that have like flame, the flame emoji <gasps> flame on both cheeks. Oh, okay. I was thinking like big bell bottoms with flames coming up them, but I like this too. That's his like <laughs> going out outfit. Wink. Sorry. Those were his climbing shorts that oh, have the flame emoji. Perfect. There okay. We go. okay. Okay. Perfect. Add that to the uh, dossier of his outfits. Okay. <laughs> Often seen in. And now, you know, there's only one place left to go, and that's into the God's Carcasm. Mm-hmm. And why climb in when you can fall? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is this feather going to work for all of us? Let's find out. <laughs> I do love amidst the joking about Borat the wizard, Fitz- Festo did say, this works on all three of you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was lost in the chaos of uh-huh. Clint McElroy being Festo's dad and showing up out of nowhere. Absolutely. And who knows? Who knows if Fitzroy even heard it? And he for sure didn't ever mention it to the Absolutely. boys. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. He does not know it. Me. 
That's oh. the canon now. But they do go ahead and dive in. If Fitz jumped off of a cliff, would you? The answer is yes. And they go <laughs> through the mist. Mm. So they couldn't see anything through that mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once they get through it, it's a literal world change with yeah. the same noxious atmosphere mm-hmm. as Grey's Hell Vault. Yep. Did he say Hell Vault or Hell Home? I couldn't tell. I think he said his Hell Party Palace. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. You got it. They're like, wait, I hear a bump in bass somewhere. God, is Festo? Grey here too? Festo? <laughs> Festo? Fisto? <laughs> oh, no. From that guy. Come over here. <laughs> Run away from that guy. There are little devil horns on the uh, golden arches. Oh, they're in the distance. <laughs> it's glowing red in the distance. Fisto is manager of the McDonald's down here. Yeah, that's where the bass is coming from. And who's there standing right in front of this McDonald's? Who's there walking out of this McDonald's with a giant <laughs> cup, sipping on the straw? Oh, someone else here. Happy meal. <laughs> Got a happy meal on one hand. Unhappy meal, box. I would assume. Oh. <laughs> but they're giant and pearlescent. They have glowing white eyes. And it seems like somebody we've met before, but immediately their demeanor is not similar mm-hmm. to chaos. Mm-hmm. And say that they're so delighted to meet them. Yeah, that's the immediate tell that you're mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Well, this one can't be chaos because one, it's we've like, met them They've been up in our heads all day, every day. And two, chaos would never be so kind. <laughs> We're nervous to meet anybody, frankly. True. We've all seen Jason Manzoukas. That guy is not afraid of anything. <laughs> According to this person, they are not chaos, but instead, it is the opposite order. So, is it twins? Twins? And and twins. Um, Well, here's my thought. It could be twinsies. Mm -hmm. It could be chaos playing a prank on us. There are two heroes running around. Why not have two chaoses running around? Yeah. I don't trust anybody. (laughs) I went in a different direction and started wondering whether chaos and order were once one person and now they are not. (gasps) Oh. And that's why they look samesies. I mean, they are are meeting uh, this person for the first time in front of an enormous, currently expanding portal. McDonald's, yeah. That's in the shape of a McDonald's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a huge McDonald's, the door of which is just a giant, like, portal. They didn't say where the portal led to, right? We've only seen it from the other side when we were in hell. Yeah, presumably Mm -hmm. it leads to hell, and that's why there is noxious hell atmosphere at the bottom of this chasm, but it's Uh also possible there are other explanations. We don't know for sure, so I don't Mm -hmm. want to assume too much. I'm not going to pigeonhole ourselves into this idea. Of course. We don't want to be caught in court and be like, have (laughs) Miles Edgeworth on our ass being like, yeah, but you said. And we're like, okay, well, you know, I was just maybe guessing. We theorized. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of court, I know this was a dramatic moment and it would have ruined it, Mm. but I did kind of want the little law and order noise after. The doink doink? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love this. We can do it. We can play it now. So we can add it? Yeah, yeah. I'll just play the scene right here and add it for everybody's uh, audio (laughs) enjoyment. Sorry, McElroy's. I'm going to borrow that clip. I have been called many names, some of them unkind. I think the one that I most identify with is order. And there it was. Oh, my goodness. It works perfectly. (laughs) Good call, Anne. (laughs) Now it's an Emmy-winning episode. Mm. Wait, for us or for them? For them, for sure. Mm, fair, fine. We're still working on it. Yeah. It's fine. We'll just, we're applauding from the audience, <laughs> nodding knowingly, sagely. Wearing our um, diamond-encrusted <laughs> dice. Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Trav looks over, winks, 
for the uh, <laughs> the hot tip to add the doink doink to the end of that episode. <laughs> a knowing glance. We get that knowing nod. nod. Mm-hmm. Yes. We roll our dice. They're all 20s. Uh, it's amazing. Clint's dice earrings are glinting in the light of the stage. <laughs> a beautiful scene. <laughs> But is there anything we uh, skimmed over that we would like to bring up now? I know there is. So I, we, <laughs> the fear bulb makes an amazing joke. Like, Possibly it's the best just, joke. It could be the best, again, Emmy winning. <laughs> right? This is the episode. Boys, you got to put it in. <laughs> so Hieronymus is apologizing for the boys having to clean up his messes and fear bulb answers very... <laughs> stoically you've been a dog for a long time you should be used to people cleaning up your messes which was great in and of itself but then adding his victory dance i start to slowly dance i could see it in my mind it was my mind palace suddenly became a rave as he's like just light flashing around him Festo appears out of nowhere and then then pops out of out of existence again just just knows when to be there oh they heard the call of the moment oh we need a quick party lights uh they're holding glow sticks but it's like really slow music because it is a slow dance yeah it's a slow slow jive i think the moment slow rave me that'd be great <laughs> I think the thing that for me made it even better was that Hero loved the joke. Mm-hmm. Hero was like, nice one. You fucking got mm-hmm. me. Aww. And then, of course, yes, the dance took it from a funny little joke to a true comedy bit. And mm-hmm. I always appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Fearbog. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then, Anne, did you have one? Yeah, it's not important. But since this is uh, this is an episode about good life advice. Um, and welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> they make they make a joke about rolling for stairs. And I just want to <laughs> insert a PSA here about Dungeons and Dragons and the dangers of stairs. Because mm. uh, I have played Dungeons and Dragons. It was a very long time ago. And the first time I ever played, uh, my I was playing a rogue. And um, I had a not-so-kind and benevolent DM who was very frustrated mm. that we were frustrated with the rules, even though we were playing arguably the worst version of Dungeons and Dragons imaginable, which was... Uh, advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Um, mm. I believe specifically like the third one. Um, I was yes. just going to say 3E. Yeah, it was 3E. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was an experience and I I was supposed to go down into a dungeon and as a as a rogue, I was supposed to check for traps, but it did not occur to me that I should check the stairs and whether or not these stairs existed and whether or not that could be a trap. And apparently <sighs> the stairs were not in very good condition. So I fell all the way to the bottom and uh, was consumed by a dragon and it turned into a total party kill because my compatriots attempted to rescue me um, before Aww. I perished and we were all uh, flambéed by a dragon. So that was... <laughs> so always so... roll for stairs guys it's just important <laughs> i'm so glad you brought that up my first D experience also 3e i believe was like the first time i realized oh everything matters mm-hmm. we were at the top of a tower and had just talked to like the high wizard and gotten our thing and i decided my character was going to ride the banister down the stairs and they're like great roll for it i'm like oh oh no and i rolled terribly and i think i took like half my hit points before we even <laughs> left the tower rolling your dumb ass down the tower steps of course yup yeah mm-hmm. i, Thank I you, think my mr Prince. my dm was was frustrated that we were 
uh, we were resistant to the concept of the of the very restrictive rules and the concept of rolling dice since none of us had ever played any tabletop role playing game before. Uh, and he was mm-hmm. he was unimpressed with our performance, and I think he was just done with us for the day and decided mm. that killing us all was the way to end the session. <laughs> a cruel cruel start, but yeah. I mean, I think it takes a very uh, a specific kind of DM to know how to, I think, play with brand new players. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it just takes mm-hmm. a certain sort of, you know, because they're sort of like a teacher, too. So I feel like yes. you'll hear about really good first time DMs and then ones that you're just like, oh, well, that could have gone better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe you could have helped me out a little bit more. Uh, but I will also say, uh, for what it's worth, after we discussed stairs being mimics, that, mm-hmm. yes, my Discord did let me know that kind of anything can be a mimic. And I was <laughs> like, well, luckily on this show, we trust no one and we don't pet cats that we don't know. So hopefully we yes. will, like you just said, remember to roll for stairs and double check that banister before you decide to slide your butt on down <laughs> the tower. And that takes me to my last point. <gasps> yes. Please assume everyone in the hog and otherwise is a secret demon. Please. Good point. Everyone. Good point. Everyone. So. Everyone. So uh, now that we're all feeling great, come with me over <laughs> to the pools. <laughs> okay. So two episodes ago, we asked which skeleton or skeletons you would be recruiting to your team. Thank you for waiting for me to get back to talk about this. You got it. And your new party member is the 12-foot-tall skeleton from home. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Mm. Good. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to win everything now. Everybody is doing great because this guy's on our team. <laughs> I can't wait. And uh, there's still time to weigh in on Althea's new team name because I forgot to uh, put that poll up uh, when I was supposed to. <laughs> so there's still some time on that if you want to vote there. And in the meantime, you know we got one more new one for you. What other powerful wizards has Festo partied with? We'll have that poll up over on our Twitter at Romancing Zone. And we will meet everybody back here now in two weeks till then take care of yourselves take care of each other and thank you for joining us i'm now bailey i'm Brittany bailey and i'm ann kern and we've been romancing the zone